Well, that all went horribly wrong. Right, let's forget the intro video. <laughs> I, I clicked the wrong tab and I cut myself off and I'm just sat here thinking, oh no. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight live on the uh, church Facebook page. Many uh, thanks to everybody who supported us through this time. It's been absolutely wonderful. If you're watching us on Catch Up also, thank you. It's a wonderful bit of a gift, this, the Catch Up TV, that we can go back to these events. You're going to have a lovely evening tonight. Now, I, I'm not too familiar with Keith. But I have met Angie, I've taken in one of her workshops, and I know she's a very strict, very demanding, but a very passionate teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I know with that sort of passion, whatever you do is going to be, yeah, get in oh, there. thank you. <laughs> so joining us tonight from lovely Tenerife. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely beautiful. Welcome to a sunny pool. Hi, so, everybody. Hello there. Aye, aye, aye. Um, yeah, so the paranormal, you know, yeah. it's uh, one of these words often, it depends where you are and what you do. Uh, I mean, working mediumistically, I was stood there talking to the, somebody the other day and somebody just appeared at the side. And to me, that's totally normal. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's yes. not paranormal. Absolutely. It's just like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, an ear yeah. roll. It's normal to us, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, how did you get embark on this uh, paranormal oh, investigations? God. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, um, <laughs> oh, that's got. Well, I mean, it's got a long history. I mean, before even um, Angie uh, decided to um, develop her skills as a medium, um, she she was fascinated with the the paranormal, and they have watched programs on TV. Um, and was absolutely enthralled by it. So, um, as a as a treat, I organised for us both to go on an organised um, go in a place called Valentine's Valentine's Manor. Valentine's Manor, brilliant in Essex. Mm -hmm. And um, what it was organised very very similarly to one of the programmes. Um, at the at the time, most haunted was was had slight, like cult status in the UK. And it it felt a little bit like most haunted. You had a you had a medium. Um, we did a walk around, um, and then we split up into teams, and we we covered different areas of the mansion, um, used various technical techniques. Um, and I remember being in one one part of the building um, with with the medium, um, and Angie was getting more information than him who was paid to be there. <laughs> and uh, that's the point when I said, I, I think you might, I think you might uh, think about doing something about this. And, that, and that's when we discovered that, that we lived about, oh, five or ten miles away from, uh, um, from Tony Stockwell. Um, and she trained at Tony Stockwell's psychic studio yep. in Whitford. And the rest is history. We've, we've, been, we've been operating professionally in the paranormal field 
for 11 years. It was 2009. Yeah, 11 um, years. We'd, we'd, we'd done a few private private sessions, um, um, but but we we came into it professionally in 2009. And since then, um, you know, I, I decided to join Energy. I, my first degree is applied physics, so I am a scientist by background, but then moved into the field of human resources and um, qualified in, in a, a branch of uh, psychology called uh, neurolinguistic programming. And um, I, I then um, undertook a, um, a diploma in parapsychology um, tutored by Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, um, who was the parapsychologist on Most Haunted. Um, and um, we've, we've worked together ever since in this field and we continue to do so. Yeah. So that's the story, really. Yeah, right. that's about it, really, isn't it? I mean, one mm. of the, for me, um, to be able to work on para, uh, paranormal investigations, I mean, you know, I realised on that very, very first time that I worked, I was just so at home with this. But also, what, what really stood out to me is because I have to say, you know, there were many programmes on TV that would make, was turning spirit into something really scary, really awful, um, and you, you need to go around screaming all the time. And that's not how it's done. And I wanted to show people that, that that's not how to communicate with spirit, you know, because that's not showing them respect. So my big passion from day one was always to, to go in there and work with spirit with respect, hear their story. What is it they've got to tell us, you know? Because so often, once we, you know, once they they start working with us, they can give us so much information, and that can be healing for those that are witness to this, but also for spirit himself. And that was really important for me. So that was always the the, the passion from day one, I suppose, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think the 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 the, uh, the programs on uh, on the media, uh, yeah, par paranormal has become synonymous with, with hauntings, if you like. But the the paranormal. Um, uh, is, is the science of, of the paranormal um, is far, far wider than that. Anything that can't be com explained by conventional um, science gets labeled paranormal. So, you know, so mediumship is paranormal, telekinesis is paranormal, psychic is paranormal, uh, tele telepathy is, pa is paranormal, um, near-death experience, uh, past life regression, these are all paranormal phenomena purely because uh, they cannot be explained by accepted science. So, um, uh, you know, that, that as a parapsychologist, you know, I operated in a wide, or studied in a very wide, um, yeah. wide field. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I wrote a thesis on the work of Dr. Ian Stevenson, who was a, who was a, a lecturing psychiatrist, spent half his career in psychiatry, and half his, half his career reaching um, researching past life regression, i.e. people who can recall a past life. Um, wrote, wrote about eight books, about 50 scientific papers, was poo-hooed by the um, traditional scientists, and it was only after his death in 2012, might have been seven, um, did, it, there was so much, because his work wasn't conduct, conducted in the laboratory, it, it didn't have relevance, it was all field field work. And um, it was only after his death, uh, the scientists started to say, there's such a volume of this work, there's gotta be something in it. And and the branch of it, it's, it's atomic, atomic science that, that is actually carrying on that work right now.
So there you go. That's kind of potted yeah, history of us. Lovely. Thank you very much. That is uh, lovely to hear. So many salient points in there I want to pick up on and uh, okay. revisit. You mentioned, Angie, yourself about the healing aspect. Uh, yeah. Now, this is something that's become very evident in my mediumship, certainly within the last 18 months that we yeah. are work, you know, we are working equally for the sitter, but also for the spirit, because we Absolutely. may be that only chance for them to tell their story. It is. And, and you know, for me, in, when, we're, when we're doing paranormal investigations, um, for me, that is so, so important. We can never lose sight of that because, you know, but hearing their story, particularly if we're in, I mean, we used to be um, regular investigators in a, 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 a 17th century jail in Ireland, Wicklow Jail. Anyone that comes through there, they came through with a history. Um, they, and a lot of people were, um, you know, innocent, but still got, you know, still got sentenced and things like this and, and, and possibly died there. Um, and, you know, when they first come through, there's almost like this either sorrow or there's this anger. And that actually needs to be heard from by us um, so that we can start to work with them, that they can start to learn to trust that, you know, we care and respect and want to hear it, whichever way they want to put it across. So there's healing going on for that spirit. There's healing going on if you're in a reading for the recipient and the spirit. But there's healing going on for us as well, because to be part of that is a privilege so high in my eyes uh, um, you know it's, so, it's just wonderful to be part of that and a huge privilege you know, whilst we worked in ireland in that jail our, our public events were known as hear their story that's what it, we that's how yeah. we titled it brilliant yeah it, it, it is I, I fully get what you mean about the privilege part because uh, when you do work as a medium and you know when it's all there, it all yes. fits, it's exactly what's needed and you haven't messed it up, you know? You haven't, right. you haven't seen a fish and said a carp or something like that, you yeah. know, you just said what it is. Exactly, Lawrence, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just work, and you just go, oh, thank you. You know, I'm always grateful. I just go, oh, thank you. That was so wonderful. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same, you know. And, and I'm, ne I'm always in awe of what spirit are capable of doing or showing us. It, you know, I mean, I'm always in awe of that. It's amazing to me. Well, their work currently in this stage of the uh, Earth's development has been outstanding um, for people to be able, you know, to break down suddenly this barrier of, Oh, you can't do spiritual stuff on the internet. Well, actually, exactly. You can. And actually, it works quite well. <laughs> it works very well. It works yeah. very well. And it's right now. It's what people need. They they need to know that you know um, that actually that when they're going through this, a that their loved ones are are watching over them. Um, you know, and, and they just you know the services that you give and other churches give gives so much to to people, um, especially if they're on their own. You know, uh, and I think it's amazing. I, I really do. So well yeah. done. Now I think everything boils back. Well, everything boils back down to love, but everything boils back yeah. down to healing also. Yeah. Yes. Healing is not just the laying on the hands. It's just talking, helping, being there, stepping back. Yeah. <laughs> All sorts. It, yes, absolutely. If, if there's one thing that's come that's good, that's come out of this pandemic is we've discovered that there is a lot more possible online and on air than we ever thought oh, possible. Yeah. Um, very so much, very much. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of people who've discovered that actually they could work from home quite quite happily. 
Um, and uh, there's so much that has become possible and it wouldn't have been explored had it not from, been for this pandemic. Indeed. Uh, you may know her, Sue Townsend, down in uh, Somerset I Lane. Know, I believe I know the name. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I, Lovely I have seen lady. Yes. She I've... runs a small circle and she put that online and she said, wow. Mm. Wow. You know, what's yeah. been happening with the online has just been... Wow, and Fantastic. they're inviting people in now to get readings to yeah. keep their absolutely working. So brilliant! Yeah, well, yes. and you've been you've been running your circle online. I've been running my, my development circle online. Um, you know my group, and uh, you know it's been absolutely wonderful. And again, mm. Spirit has always shown um, that's what they can do when we tune into them. Yeah, you know, indeed. and it's amazing. Absolutely. I remember here, um, very early on, I was fairly switched on and concerned about what was happening. And I moved the chairs just to start bringing a space in between people before it got uh, mandatory and before we were then finally shut. And somebody actually said, oh, well, do you think Spirit will still be able to talk to us now we've got this cap here? And I'm thinking, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> They, they that can do yeah. but it's an interesting lesson isn't it because we limit spirit with our mind absolutely we do absolutely absolutely because you know i mean it's some, something i would have learned years ago if i you know i you know when we're in our, our early stages we say well I, I trust spirit but i don't trust me you know yeah. and and somebody actually turned around and said so don't trust you. You're not putting your trust in spirit because spirit is the one that's saying, I trust you and I want you to work for me. And and that made it completely different because there's no way I'm going to turn around and not trust spirit. Uh, you know, I, I, I would trust them before I would trust anybody. So, yeah, apart from my husband, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Well timed. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. But, no, you know, so, I mean, that is important. It's that, you know, just putting our trust totally in and, and, and getting our mind out of the way. Yeah. And so I know we're digressing a little bit, but uh, I have nobody but two cats to talk to all day, so I'll take every opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, you yes. touch on a point there, very interesting about the, from your point of view, being a scientific-based mind yes. and approaching spiritual. We're seeing more and more of that gently, gently, gently coming in, and it's yeah. fascinating. It is fascinating yeah. uh, how this is just gradual. We seem to, right at the beginning of modern spiritualism, we had a lot of very well-educated people hmm. who were involved with the spiritualist movement. That seemed to sort of like fall away. I'm not saying everybody's thick, by the way, before anybody says that. <laughs> But, you know, that seemed to fall away. But now it just seems to be coming back up again. The yeah. spiritualism, physical mediumship, healing, all the historic uh, yeah. fields are actually being uh, given attention by yeah. science, which is... Well, yeah. I, I, I do think the, the, the media has played a part in that. Um, uh, all of the paranormal programmes um, has, has brought, brought a technical aspect uh, to it, and you know, very often the scientists are there to um, to debunk what's going on, and you know that's something that I do. At least it's a very interesting conversations between Angie and I sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, you know, as a scientist, I have to make sense of what 
what's going on. I, I mean, I also, I do operate as a psychic. And Angie's on many, many occasions said, why, you know, why don't you come and train to be a medium? And I just say, no, one in the family is enough, really. Yeah. Um, but but I, have to, I have to keep one foot very firmly in the kind of scientific world. And the way I make sense of the, the whole, all of this is if we go back to Einstein, his theory of relativity, and E, e equals mc squared. Basically, the underlying assumption is that, that energy cannot be destroyed. Uh, energy can never be destroyed. All it does is it transforms to a different form. So if you, if you kind of extend that into this field and you kind of think, okay, so as a, as a human being, we are one massive bundle of energy. And therefore, when we pass, if... if if that theory holds, then that energy has to transform into some other form of energy. Yeah. Which kind of suggests that there is something beyond, um, you know, our, our life here on Earth. Now, the only thing is, you know, we, we can sense this energy. Um, but what we're trying to do quite... Um, it, it's, it's a kind of a blunt instrument, really. What we're trying to do is measure this energy using instrumentation that, that we use to measure energy like heat, light, sound, electricity. We can measure all of that stuff easily. We've got all the equipment to use. But I, I think there's another form of energy which we can sense. But we, have, we just don't have the technology to actually measure what, what, how that energy works. So we, we, we take the sort of, you know, we try and see if, so for instance, if electricity goes through an electric cable, it generates a, a magnetic field around the cable. That's a circular field. And you can detect that using an EMF meter. So we kind of think, okay, so if the spirit is, a, is, is an energy form, which we, we believe it is, uh, maybe that, that in, in moving, that, that, that force, that, that energy, will create a similar uh, magnetic field. So we try to measure it that way. It could well be that we're barking up a wrong tree. That, you know, we just haven't got the technology to be able to measure the, the energy we sense. And I can, sense, you know, I can sense energy cyclically. I can go into a building. It's, it's kind of handy to, to have that sort of skill. I can go into a building, sense what's happened in that building, which gives me a good a good understanding of where I might where I might put my the equipment and where we might start measuring from, and then of course you know we've got Angie who can actually you know go a lot further than I can, and 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 give me more clues as to to where where we should be operating. I I really feel that now you know we're all coming into we're all coming into a place now within spiritualism. Where science and, and you know science and spiritualism are marrying up at last. A lot of scientists are now saying, okay, so not everything fits in the box. I want to know more about that. And there's more and more tests that are being done that, that way. And many, as we know through history, Lawrence, you know many scientists set out to disprove spiritualism and spirit and life hereafter, and yet they became very very strong leaders within the spiritualism movement because of what they found out you know and i think you know thanks to the pioneers of yesteryear and now 
you know, the work that's being done now between scientists and between mediums and spiritualists, there's so much more now, and they're actually starting to marry up finally. I think we've still got a long way to go, but we're getting there. And we actually did have, uh, one night we were doing a, a, an investigation, it was for the public, so there was a scientist that come along with his partner, and I'll never forget this, and, and, and he, um, as he walked in the door, he said, look, he said, I'm here for her. He said, I don't believe any of this. He said, I'm just here to keep her quiet. So we, we said, look, you know, <laughs> okay, you know, I'm not here asking you to change your mind. Just be open to experiences. And it's almost like spirit knew, and they picked on this guy all night. Um, and all you kept hearing out, well, I can't answer that one. I, I don't know what happened there. And, you know, really freaking. And at the end of it, he came up to us and said, can I be on your team? Can, wow. can I join on your team? Because he said, I cannot explain anything that I've seen here tonight. Um, but of course, obviously, you know, hubby has to do that one. We've already um, got one of those. We've already got one of those. But yeah, he was so, you know, he kept himself, we came in with a very close mind, but after experiencing one thing, it kind of opened him. And I think why I'm saying that is it's, you know, I think there's more and more of this happening now between scientific, the scientific evidence and spiritualism, and they are blending and joining. Still got a way to go, but it's getting there slowly but surely. Most definitely. Um, I was reminded once I went to a wedding and the bride, who was a psychiatrist at Broadmoor. Um, All right. I, ha I hadn't met her in a professional capacity, I hasten to add. <laughs> um, so a lot of the guests there were um, fully qualified psychiatrists. And one came out and he was chatting away to me and he said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a medium. And do you know what? I never say that. I never introduced myself. And the person I was with looked at me and I thought, oh. And he went, how interesting. He said, because we're mapping. And he got into this deep conversation and said, we're mapping the brain. And, you know, we're finding out about 97, 98% of what each part of the brain does. And he said, but we can't explain some things. And I said, and you think an external influence is at work. And he looked at me and just nodded. And I thought, how interesting is that, you know, that even in yeah. fields like that is being applied yep. as part of the cure. Yeah. But yeah. back to the wonderful paranormal. Yes. yes. You do a, a, a lot of work out in Ireland, is that correct? Uh, yeah, we, we, have, we, we slowed it down a little bit because we were yeah. spending like half our life there and half in the yeah. UK so it we, got a little we, bit so we slowed it down but we, we do go over yeah, every we, year we did we did for six months live there because it just got a bit silly we, we were the the first people to introduce um you know live paranormal experiences for for the public in, in Ireland um and you know the year we did that which was 2009 everything went really really crazy yeah and we ended up moving across there for, for about six months. Which was fine, because I've got um, family over there, and then, so... And then, we, and then we kind of feel, thought, um, you know, we, we still had a home here in Tenerife. And I remember being in, in Ireland in the middle of winter, thinking, hang on a second, there's something wrong here. Um, we, should, we, we would normally spend our winters in Tenerife, and here I am in Ireland. Yeah. So we started kind of spending a week a month um and then we, we we just kind of moved back a bit well, we, but we were we were there last year in october and we would have been there this year but for the pandemic um we were invited to go across i mean we, we've done we've, we've done a lot of television work there um work on radio and a lot a lot of the media so we, we've been fairly well known there but last year we were invited to do something called the big scream 
um, which is in which is in that uh, northern Dublin, which is is quite a deprived area of Dublin. But it it, it just so happens that that's where Bram Stoker lived, the author of Dracula, and they wanted wanted us just to 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 investigate the world that, that Stoker lived in um, paranormally uh, to see if we could uncover um, any clues to you know how he got his inspiration exactly. for his writings. Yeah. I, it was an amazing was investigation. A, yeah. it, we learned so much, so so much. And 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 as I say, I've got family out there and, and when we went home with what you know the evidence that we found and obviously what the historians give us afterwards my cousin said I never knew any of that existed, you know, and they've been brought and brought up there. Um, so, you know, it wasn't something that had been touched on very much, but it was amazing. And, and again, you know, we've had so many fantastic investigations over mm. there. Um, quite spooky, we've, we've a done, lot of them. We've, we've done a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the, the haunted, car there's, there's, there's three castles, which is known as the Haunted Triangle. It's a place called, place called Lap Castle. Um, a place called Charleville Castle and Kennedy, and, and Kennedy Castle, um, and we've 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 covered all three of them. I mean, Lep Castle we've been at about oh, five times. Uh, Charleville Castle definitely twice, maybe three. Um, we only once went to Kennedy Castle. Uh, it's very interesting because Kennedy Castle, uh, their their main business because they're, they're basically a hotel. Um, their main business is weddings. And um, they once agreed to be take part in a, a series, a paranormal series in Ireland, which wasn't a particularly serious series. It wasn't something that we were. If anything, it was trying to take the mickey out. At, at one point, um, mm. uh, we, I think we we got asked to be involved in and it, we and we decided no. not. But what happened was they lost a lot of their business because a lot of people kind of said, oh, you know, "We don't actually want to get married in a haunted castle." Mm. So um, we have to be very careful where we work because, you know, people have got livings to, to make um, mm. and um, being part of, you know, if we're invited in, um, we've got to be very discreet about the work we do. But no, I mean, we've had, the, some, we've had um, some fabulous, um, some fa fabulous investigations over there. They're all brilliant. Um, yeah. What was interesting within Kennedy Castle, we were with the team that we were with at the time, and it's called uh, Irish, Irish Ghost, Ghost Hunters. And we all get get on really, really well. Um, and yet, the minute we all started working there, because we were there for like 24 hours, the minute we started working there, we were absolutely at each other's throats until we came off of the land. Mm -hmm. Literally, until we drove off, we drove out and got off. We were, well, one of them actually got in his car Blew his top, got his car and went. Never like that. None of us are ever like that. And yet we were perfectly fine as soon as we left. So, you know, we had that experience. Yeah. We've had some really good experiences, actually. We have. We, we were invited to um, um, go to Connolly Station oh. in, in central Dublin. So this is a train station. Um, and there'd been activity there. Um, so we, as part of Irish Ghost Hunters at the time, were invited to go there overnight. Um, we had we had press with us, um, radio with us. Um, we we had to wait until the last train went, which is half past midnight, and we had to be all gone by five o'clock in the morning when the first train um, first train uh, left. Um, and it was quite it was great, it was quite amazing. It's a very privileged place to be. Mm. Um, we, we we explored a lot of the underground tunnels underneath the station, 
um, it's a bit like in you know it, it's a, I guess Connolly station is a bit like I don't know Waterloo station in mm, London yeah. or something like that so it's quite a privilege to be asked to, to you know to go there um, and, and we did have a great time and a lot of evidence hmm. I mean very rarely it, it played we... quite a large part in the Easter uprising yeah. which was about 102 or three years ago yeah. but but I mean you know we're very rarely when we go somewhere it's very rare that we don't get activity we're very lucky one one of the uh, I have to say it's one of my favorite places it's hardest to get to and he hates it but is the Hellfire Club in Dublin Mountains on Dublin Mountains oh, now that okay. is it's a horrible place it's yeah he, whereas me I'm kind of like I just want to get in there and work with you know work more and more and more with them um, but it is a derelict building. We know it was a den of iniquity. Um, it's got quite a nasty history to it, as all the Hellfire Clubs are, have. Um, and there's still a lot of stuff that goes up there. Uh, still a lot of people that go up there to do what they say is dark arts. Um, never seen that, so you know I wouldn't know about that. But what I do know is every time we go there, it, it gets quite lively, um, and it can keep us going on our feet until about six o'clock in the morning. So. You know, we can be going there. We set up ten. You know, we get everything organised yeah. and have a hub and, and, and yeah, things yeah, like that. And the problem is that the access to the Hellfire oh. Club is is only by foot. Oh yeah. So there, there is a there is a small car park um, off the road, but you've probably got about um, forty minute climb to get to the Hellfire Hellfire Club. And when you when you're taking a lot of equipment up there, it, it's uh, it's not the easiest place to. And you, you know, you can't get signals up there. You, it's difficult to make a telephone call. Some of the equipment never works, um, so it's it's a difficult place to work. But it's great. But, but we've been there several times. Did a, did a live radio program yeah. um, over Halloween there. Um, that was that was an int that was a fascinating evening. That um, um, we, right. we had, in in that one in in that one there was. Um, I remember Ange, Angie was doing a demonstration, uh, you know, a demonstration of mediumship at um, the jail that we used to work work at, Wicklow Jail, um, and at the same night. So we had to get straight in the car to go to the Hellfire Club. Um, the program was already running by the time we arrived, and I was listening to the program as we were driving towards the Hellfire Club. And what had happened is that they'd set up a temporary um, radio station inside the building on the first floor, and it's got it's got a um, the remnants of a fireplace there, and um, and a, a half rotten carcass of an animal fell out of the chimney, live on air, and, and, we, <laughs> and we and we were invited to explain this. It was not it was not a nice it was not. They, yeah, you do have to be on your toes when they, you're up there, they, I have to they, say. They actually, um, the program was used to be three hours long. But they, they had to close it down. They closed it down after two hours. Once we arrived, every, all hell had been let loose because of this carcass, which, which presumably is, you know, some people were up there doing something they shouldn't have done, been doing, and that they left the carcass there. And it just so happened that it fell out of the chimney live on air. Mm. So when, when we arrived... Which was a bit, a bit spooky, actually. When we yeah. arrived as a team with our equipment, we, we started doing what we normally do. And the producer afterwards said, I'm so thankful uh, that you were here because you actually brought... You know, our programme had gone completely off course um, and you brought it back on course. And, and he kind of said, you yeah, know, would you do a... Would you come and 
come and work with us on every Halloween program we do from here on in because you actually keep us on course. But so. one of the things I'd like to say is just that, I mean, we've done some fabulous castles, we've done some beautiful, some really brilliant yeah. places in Tenerife. Um, we've had a yes, lovely time, um, you know, in Ireland, in England. Um, you know, we've had a fabulous time with all that. But we also, it's not always castles, it's people's homes as yeah, well. We do, yeah. um, you know, people that have um, activity going on. And it's not about going in and, and getting rid of what's going on there. It's actually about going in, seeing what's happening, actually seeing if that is happening, you know, check because obviously we need to experience that for ourselves. Um, but seeing how it's affecting the family and actually working with the families on a psychological level as well. Um, you know, to kind of, because obviously if, if, if they are having activity, there's a reason. So it's about getting to the bottom of the reason. Um, but also working with the family as well, because, you know, families can live in fear of stuff like this happening. And where, do, where does it go from there? So a lot of our work as well has been in people's homes. Um, you know, we've done and, many, and, many in people's homes. And you know, prior to, trying to, to developing as a medium, Angie uh, was a qualified psychotherapist. Mm. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, a coach um, qualified through... Uh, to professional level through the International Coach Federation. So we both have a background in psychology, um, which, and, and there's, there's so much of what we do is actually a lot to do with psychology um, and, and perhaps a lot less to do with paranormal. Mm. Yeah, because it's yeah. about, you know, I mean, you see these films, you know, Ghostbusters and how it's, you know, they got rid of blah, blah, blah. But that's not what it's like. It's about working with why is there this activity? What is going on there? Can it be worked with? How is it affecting the family? Can the family actually, um, are they prepared to actually work with that? Where do we take that? And, and, and you know, we don't only see them once. We do check in and say, well, okay, how's things going? So stuff picks up. And about looking at, why it might be happening? It could be that they've they've been like playing with the foundations of the building. Um, you know, there could be changes that's going on. Anything at all like that can affect can affect and set something off. And it's just about working with that. So that's close to my heart as well, helping others to to kind of sort that stuff out. You know. So we I mean, we do do a lot a lot of work with the public, um, but where where someone someone's life is being affected mm -hmm. because of something that's going on in their home. Yeah, whereas you know when we do events with the public, obviously there's a, there's a fee they can they pay to come and come and work with us. But any anything where someone is being disadvantaged in their home as a result of something that's happening in their home, then you know everything we do is 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 all completely complementary because we're we're helping them out. Yeah, and often it will it will lead to not just one visit but several visits. And it's actually led to some good friendships yeah. as well. You know. Um, it's actually led to some good friendships. One, one, one of those particular cases was, was uh, showcased in a, a television program in, in Ireland that we made, um, and it still gets shown today, um, called um, Unexplained Ireland. Um, part, part of the program was based in um, uh, a place called Leakslip Castle, which is owned by the, the Guinness family. That had never been explored paranormally uh, until we came along. Um, but the other part of the program showcased a, um, a case where we, we were asked to go into a home and help the family resume a normal life because something was going on in their home. And, we, and we're still friends with, you know, good friends with that family to this day. Yeah. 
interesting because a few times I've been asked to do a home visit uh, and I must say uh, the majority of the times is not been the home it is actually the people and nine, times, nine times out of ten it's their inherent mediumistic ability yeah. absolutely um, I always remember there was a mother and daughter and when the daughter said he even sits in the car behind me I'm thinking no, he doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I think I know what's going on. And then her mother stepped in from spirit saying, I was a medium. I said, your gran was a medium. She went, yeah. Oh. Well, guess what, love? <laughs> guess what granny left you? You said something about one of the castles. Now, uh, you piqued my curiosity because I have a um, little interest here and there. You said about the uh, castle that you went to and everybody got really fractious and everything. Yeah. And you, you actually said it wasn't until we got off that land. Yes. 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 Do you find a geographical location can have that? Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. I'm not mad. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, very often we've done, we've done them, like, I can remember one investigation and, and you know, there was having this huge amount of trouble with that paranormal, um, what they class as trouble. Um, and, and, they, and they said, but I don't understand it. The house is only seven years old. And I said, but how old is the land? Yeah. You know, the land holds things. And it, it you know, when we pass over, if we loved a house, that, you know, we're, we're part of that. That's our love, our bond and everything else. We're part of that. So it's not necessarily the house, it's the land, yeah. you know. Um, and we, we, we also did an, an investigation, again in Ireland, um, a highly active house, and still, still active to this day. But we suspected that um, it, it lay on a, a landline. Land yeah, lay line. And I, act I actually installed um, a, a ring of copper around them. I, I, using the divining rods, um, and on their garden, I could actually plot out the the line of the energy which went through a corner of their house. Mm -hmm. So I actually intercepted that line with copper rods and and electric cable mm -hmm. um, to divert that energy around the house and then resume. Um, and it, unfortunately, they had a, a very overactive dog dog who called. <laughs> pulled all the rods out but that's another story <laughs> but it, it, it what it was beginning to it, it was a way of, of diving, instead of that energy going through the house and because you know the spirits will always search for energy because they have very little energy themselves in order to show up so any natural source of energy um, is they will naturally gravitate to so something like a ley line which is a, an energy an energy line Will be something they will gravitate to. Yeah, if there's an underground underground stream, yeah. flowing stream, they will yeah. naturally gravitate. You'll you'll, yeah. you'll you'll find that there'll be activity around that sort of that sort of area, and it's purely because there's a natural source of energy to tap into. Um, so we you know we've I've even explored with you know I remember going out and getting yards and yards of electric cable and and hammering copper rods into the ground and trying to divert this energy around the house rather than through the house. And it, 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 I mean, it, we did, after a number, of, uh, a number of visits, it did calm down. But again, a lot, a lot of what we did was about psychology. Um, yeah, very often, if, if, there's some, if, if, there's a, if, if there's 
there's an end source, a spirit in, in the house. There's a reason for them to be there. Yeah. Normally, because they used to live there. Either, or they worked there, but they would either, have a connection either, with that land. Either in that house or, or the house that used to yeah. stand on that land. So that they're actually perfectly entitled to be there. And that's what we believe quite so, strongly. And, and very often, the, the activity is all about um, wanting and needing some kind of acknowledgement that it's okay for them to be there. And that's why they show up. So a lot of the work we do is about helping the family or whoever's living or working in, in that location to um, acknowledge their presence. And once their presence has been acknowledged, very often the activity just goes so, away. Yeah. 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 Very, so, very true. Um, whenever you're working with spirit, I always say to people, you're in control. Absolutely. You know, you've got to set the boundaries because a lot of the times spirit has got, hasn't got that conception of their impression or their effect on That's right. uh, those that they meet so yeah, yeah. how in yeah. love the part about the underground streams as well because i always yes. remember roehampton park up near the hospital there there's a pub and it was reputed to be a very haunted pub but it had a myriad of underground streams under it and i never this before I came into spiritualism, but I was sat there and I was sat there for about two minutes going, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to be here. So, yeah. But, it, but of course, you, you, if, if there isn't an under, a, a source, a natural source of energy there, then you, you could find, you know, the, 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 the spirit, the presence of spirits there, there may have actually nothing to do with the building. Yeah. But it's just a highway they, for, they for just, spirit. They just transported in using a natural energy source. So then it all, you know, so then it all gets a bit confusing because you can actually have have people who have no connection to where you are, and so to to try and unravel that that sort of story becomes more difficult. I mean, you know, I, it, when you have energy like that, like a stream, like a river, or anything like that. Um, it is a highway for heaven, really. That's what, that's what it's called, you know, because you know that they can come through. Um, and, you know, it's just about accepting that. Um, but if a family lives there and, and you know, stuff's happening, we've got to be able to try and explain that to them and the best way that that can be worked with. Because, you know, I'm a strong believer um, that spirit were there before we were. What right have we got to come in? And, you know, but if they are affecting people's lives, that's a different that's a whole different ball game. That's a whole different story, um, you know. So, so it's about working out for the best way for spirit and for the family. Yeah, a couple of questions coming in. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I know you know this gentleman, Jamie. Oh, <laughs> hi, Jamie. So, have you ever <laughs> investigated Corfe Castle? No. We, no, we haven't actually investigated it, but we have walked up there and and. We, we we were on the track of investigating Corfe Castle. Um, we were in contact with the landlord at the Greyhound Pub. That's right. Place. Yes. Um, and uh, but we never quite got to go into Corfe Castle. But there I is... think I think it's it, it, it's because of the you know the uh, National Trust heritage. Um, it's, it's very very difficult to get into National Trust properties. But it has to be said. I mean, I do know that there. I mean, this you know there is a legend that this this lady um, is she walks the grounds 
around there, you know. I've, I've never seen that, I've never experienced that. But when you go through um, by the castle, it has got an eerie feel. It has got an eerie feel. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stories there that need to be told, yeah. definitely. definitely. Well, I mean, we have done in, in the Dorset area, I mean, of course, you know, the Dorset coast is rife with stories of, of pirates mm. um, and, uh, and uh, smuggling. So we've done a lot in, you know, Portland, Weymouth, yep. Wareham, uh, less so Paul, less so Paul. We haven't, haven't managed to get into any locations in Paul. So do you know of any Lawrence but, Tellers? But there is, there is, <laughs> there is so, there's so much, um, so much material to work with. You know, going, going into pubs, you know, very often you'll go into an old coaching inn and I just, I just get the sense of, you know, some some skullduggery going on in the building um and it's just fascinating to explore that in some of those locations because oh, going back to um Corf, one of the local legends as you're approaching Corf at the base of the mound there have been quite a few sightings of a troop of roman centurions oh right. wow and you i said, mean it's definitely got the eerie feeling there but i've yeah. never stood there and investigated it Maybe it's something we should do. Um, mm, definitely. Would there, so, would Roman centurions, oh, and, and yet it's a, yeah, it's a Roman centurions, and yet, and yet it's a Norman castle. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Would Would there be um, this ability to sort of like leave a footprint somewhere? Uh, I mean, a spiritual footprint. You know, if Come every. On. Yeah. If it's say if every day I came down here and wound that clock up. When I'm gone, yep. would that impression of me still be? It wouldn't actually yes. be me Absolutely. spirit doing yeah. it. Absolutely. It would be the yeah. impression that left... I've left. Yes, you you will have left your impression not only within the building or the land and the land, but also with the clock. Hmm. You know, so there's there's two things here because if you're lovingly winding that clock every day, um, then you know part of you is with that. Um, you know, and, and, and a medium a hundred years up the road from, from now can turn and say, I know that there was a, a guy here, I know that he, you know, he, he run a, a spiritualist church, and, and they, you know, that your energy will be there. Um, and, you, and, you know, when we're all spirit, you know, you know we're going to pop in and see places that we were attached to, that we loved, that was part of us. Um, you know, so yeah, very much you're going to be there. And, and, and that's, a, that's a psychic energy as opposed to anything else. So, um, so, for instance, when, when people see ghosts, um, very often the, the, the manifestation is, is, is not a spirit. It's actually a manifestation of psychic energy that exists within the fabric of the building. But we do need to be careful there. Because, do we? Yes, we do. Absolutely yes. now. Um, because... So we're not coming to... <laughs> While we're going into a break to... here... <laughs> so very... No, what, all I was going to say was, yes, there will be that psychic element. So... Um, and a lot of people can go in there and, and you know, like, if you like, uh, fledgling mediums can go in and they can, they will pick up that energy and yeah. pick up a story from that. But let's not forget, we can go, as mediums, we can go above that and yeah. we go, you know, and we can pick up on, yeah. on, on actual spirit that's in there. But so. a, lot, a lot of, I mean, when we were in Kennedy Castle, two of our team yeah. actually saw... Um, they, they and, and this is all what always fascinates me as a scientist. They both they both saw exactly the same thing 
at the same time. Yeah. And that was an, a, a, a full body uh, uh, monk. of a monk, of a monk. And he went down the staircase into where what used to be the dungeon is now. Is now and I would trust both of them. We knew them. And so I they, trust it, both it was a, a full body aberration. They both described exactly the same thing at the same time. And when you get two people seeing the same thing, you kind of think, OK, mm -hmm. I start to believe this. But, it, but, but that was a ghost. It wasn't an intelligent spirit that, that a medium can, can communicate, um, communicate with. with. It There's was a ghost. And, and it's, it's almost like, um, it's, almost like it's, it's, it's replayed as a film. Mm. So you, 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 you won't be able to connect with that, that, uh, that energy no. um, because it's, it's not intelligent, but it's there. But there will be intelligent spirit there and, as and, well. And, and, Often it's it's the it's the psychic energy within the building that that, that produces this effect. But there will also be um, spirit there as well oh, that yeah, are intelligent and that can obviously, as you know, Lawrence will, will but, give evidence and, and messages. Lesser mortals like me wouldn't be able to connect with it. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Wilson Ooh. asks, what kind of equipment ah. do you take with you besides the cameras? Oh, oh okay. I, Pamela, I, I have to tell you about this one. It's my favourite. And Keith's going to have to explain this because it is, it, when it comes right. to describing digital scientific stuff, I'm, I'm not the person. Right. So, so, the Ovulus. Now, the I love this machine. So, what is it? So, let me, yeah. So, <laughs> we, we take a variety of equipment, which is designed to measure you know, a, a magnetic field. Um, you know, we have temperature gauges. We have a um, we have a thermal imaging camera, so we can actually see hot spots and cold spots, um, which which often can can happen within within a, a space that has that sort of energy. But we also have something called an Ovulus Five. Um, um, I mean, we also have cameras. We have we have infrared infrared webcams. Um, we have we have you know a, a four webcam security system so that we can mark different areas. We've got a mountain that we can take along. But Angie's favourite little bit is a little box uh, called the Ovulus. Now, this I have to say, I have to preface this by saying this is something that's been made by a human. And what it what it does is it senses it senses the changes in the environment around this little box, which could be temperature, humidity, um, magnetic field. Uh, um, it, it, you know, it, 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 it's a variety of, it, it, it tracks um, changes around the box. And then what's happened is that it internally programmed into the, the box, and obviously this is a human being, um, the, the, the pattern of the changes um, is linked electronically to an internal vocabulary of about 2,000 words. All right? So what, what happens is you set the box going, and whatever's happening, it, it might it might come out with a word. So let, let me give you an example. Um, so I, I, we were doing investigation, and I had I had um, connected with a, a lovely. It was in a, it was in the seventeenth century, and I had connected with a lovely mm. lady um, who who lived there and who passed there. And I and I, I said I had the box with me, and I said I'm not I'm I'm not sure if her name is Anne or Annie. I couldn't quite work it out, and immediately. It came up, Annie. And not only does it say it, it prints it. Hmm. So, you wow. know, you can't be under any disillusion as to what's being said. 
So that's one thing. I can remember another time when we were um, using it and there was a lady that was around the table because this was a, a seance that we were holding in, in the jail. And there was a lady sitting around the table and I said, come and show, show how intelligent you are. Where is it, this lady from? And she was an American lady and it came America. So, you know, there's been a lot of times when it's absolutely spot on. Um, I mean, it's manufactured in the States. It's it's, it's manufactured specifically to be used in paranormal situations, whereas most of our equipment has completely different uses. Um, And and, and we have to say, as as in many areas of this sort of work, you know, this is for entertainment purposes. But the critics of this piece of equipment says it's just a random word generator. Now, Uh -uh. if, if... if it was simply a random word generator, then if you were working with it for an hour and you and you looked at the, the words that, that came out, then you would probably statistically, you would get less than five of those words would be relevant to what was going on in that room at the time, first session you were conducting. So what Andrew does on certain occasions is, is she actually makes a note of the words that come out and which words were relevant Relevant. to what was happening in the room at the time. And she will regularly get a hit rate of something like 30%. Now, statistically, if that were a random word generator, 30% relevance would would never be possible. So there's, there's got to be something scientifically going on in that box that has relevance to what goes on. And can I just say, at one point, I decided to conduct this test because we had our old ovulus and we just bought a new one. And I, and I was doing a circle and we had both of them on this nut because I wanted to see, again, me testing, do we get the same words coming out on these two different machines? So we've got two here, let's try it. And I was gobsmacked because on one of it, it went holy. On the next one, it went Bible. Oh. <laughs> and it's like... Okay, I'm a believer, you know, um, yeah. and, and that for me was phenomenal. We, did, we, we, we do carry a mountain of equipment, but just to, I mean, just to finish off the answer to, to Pamela who asked the question, uh, I remember I've spoken to many, many people uh, on the question of, of equipment. And when you go into this sort of field, um, if you're interested in it and you want to buy one or two bits of equipment, um, there's, there's lots of very cheap bits and pieces, you know, ghost meters and stuff like that. Um, and, and what I've learned is uh, from you know some of the best um, investigators I've ever met um, have smaller a smaller range of equipment, but buy the best you can possibly yes. buy. Yeah. So you know don't buy a little cheap camera, buy the best camera you could you could buy, because you'll get better results. Yeah. If you're if you're doing a, a sound recording for electronic voice phenomena. You know, I, I, I talked to radio stations about it and said, look, you know, if you, if you were out in the field doing an interview um, and you wanted, you, you wanted you know, broadcastable um, quality recording, what would you use? And, and 100% of them said, I'd use a Zoom. There's, uh, you, know, you have a Zoom 1, a Zoom 2, um, and, and these, we've got both, a Zoom 1 and a Zoom 2. Um, the H2 Zoom um, produces, it's only a tiny piece of equipment, but it produces CD quality audio. So, you know, rather than, 
you know, it, it's better that you have two or three pieces of equipment at the best you can get than lots of pieces of cheap stuff because that is just gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. And and it, I, 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 I don't, a lot of people have apps on their phone um, uh, which they buy and I have to say I'm, I'm a big skeptic of apps. So we have, um, we have a thermal imaging camera. They're very expensive. They're used in the in the construction industry and in electronic industry in, uh, industries, fault finders. It, they cost a lot of money, mm. but apparently, you know, fifty quid, you can put an app on your phone that does the same job. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I don't believe that. One of the things that I would say, though, just just my obviously my views is, you know, having equipment, you know, and and as yeah. Pete quite rightly says, you know, get these things and and don't get too many, but don't also don't allow them to take over what you're actually experiencing within your own senses because you know this is your equipment use that as well your senses are your equipment you can then use whatever equipment you've got to kind of try and get that to, to see if it's you know you are right in what you're feeling and and all of it well you are right in what you're feeling but let's see if the the, the the equipment will marry up but don't put it in place of and that is really really important you know work on your senses very true very true uh, lovely Eddie Rathbone. So, I wish I'd worn my glasses. <laughs> okay, so he says, Good evening, good evening, Eddie. Um, the question once you've done an investigation, what do you do with any findings? Um, well, depending, um, sometimes what we do is obviously we, we give back the findings to the people that, that you know, that's to, do. to do it. Um, sometimes they want they, they don't mind advertised, you know, and put up. But a lot of the time, it's like no. Yeah. Um, so we have to be very careful. So if, we, if we're working in a, a private residence, then the findings go to them. If, if we're working with a public, you know, a lot of the time, if we're doing a, a public paranormal investigation, um, the, the 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 findings because people are going to come spend the night with us, and then they're going to go off and do what they do, um, and they're back into their lives. So um, the the findings are live. For the night, but we don't we don't have like night after night after night and after night of data. Yeah. Um, so we, we we try to do things that will give will, will give a, a, you know immediate feedback to people. Yeah. Um, rather than something we take away, we we just, we will do that. You know, if someone's commissioned us to do a piece of work, we we can go go take that away. I can go through all the videos. I can go through all the audios, and and see if I can. Mm. Um, anything, but um, we would we would tend. You know, I don't have mountains of data. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, you know, we 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 go professionally under the name of Paranormal Troubleshooters International. Um, we're on Facebook, and uh, the last time we did a, a presentation like this, I was asked if I could if I could put up, upload pictures and videos of some of the stuff we've done in the past. So if you go onto that account. Mm. There's loads of pictures and videos. There's one. There's one video, yeah, and, and it's like the, the best piece of concrete evidence that we've ever got in eleven years of work. There's one piece of video. It's only about eighty seconds long. Um, um, it's taken at Wicklow Jail, and Angie's involved in that. That one video is the one piece of evidence, the best piece of evidence in all of our eleven years of work. Now can I say what it is? 
Yeah, you can describe it. Okay, so what it is, is I decided when we were working in the jail that I would, I, I decided in my infinite wisdom that I would, because they had matrons and they had, obviously in the jail, you had matrons for the children, the sick and things like that. And they obviously had the prison guards and everything else. So in my infinite wisdom, I thought I'm going to dress up as a matron um, because I know I could get hold of across that and i'm gonna i wanted a, a big bundle of keys on me so that you know um the sounds that they would be used to um but and we put a, a night vision camera basket that i carried down so and, you know, and you were wired for sound and i was wired for sound right. and so we went we went down into into right angie went down on her own in the dark yeah. into the jail the rest of the team were up in a control room where we could monitor her movements yes yeah. so i was in there and i was I, I tuned in and I had this lovely young lady, but I felt another spirit coming in and I felt as though he wasn't quite so friendly. Let's put it that way. And I do remember thinking, I've done so many investigations in this place. If they want to get their own back on me, now is the time. And I always remember I thought And all of a sudden, I heard this bang behind me. So I said, oh my God, you know. So what happened was I thought, I'm going to turn the light on to see what's going on. Because I really felt them so strong behind me. And unbeknown to me, because I'm in pitch black, I'm lifting my hand, trying to find my torch. And what we've got on camera was the torch moving towards me so that I actually couldn't find it, you know? Wow. And we've got it on camera moving towards me. Uh, and, and I'll remember that as well, because it's the most beautiful lady I communicated with. Uh, I know this gentleman came in afterwards, but she was absolutely gorgeous. And she worked in what used to be the laundry, the room where I was, then they called it a school room, but it was actually originally in the jail, a laundry. And she worked in that laundry. And when I came upstairs, um, after I'd done what, you know, the, the sitting on my own, across my knuckles was red royal, like I'd had my hands in water all the time. So that, that's, that's on that Facebook page. Mm. And with that, that, piece of, that piece of footage ended up in national newspapers. We were on breakfast TV explaining and uh, it, it, it did go, it was it was Halloween at the time. It was so, fun. So this, it is, was this is what people yeah. wanted to hear. I'm sorry. One more time. The name of that page. Paranormal Troubleshooters International. Troubleshooters. I'm just popping it up in the uh, comments box so people can and go if and have a look. If anyone wants me at all, I'm on the Angie Freeland Psychic Medium page. If they message me on that. Okie dokie. One last question. Um, one quite a few people are asking and i've lost it there you go <laughs> what's your take what's on all uh, right okay um yeah all they definitely exist how long have you got <laughs> oh right <laughs> they definitely exist but um we have to be very grounded with orbs and we have to be um you know prepared to accept that we do get a lot of dust and we have done a lot of tests around this as well haven't we this is this yes, is not we've, just we've, come from nowhere we've, we've, we've i've spent out if you want to see what dust looks like if you go into a darkened bedroom um and have a camera with it with a an infrared camera and then uh beat the bed and then watch and then you you can see what and they look like orbs, but they have. So I, I have spent hour, literally hours watching pieces of dust so that when, when we're working, um, it's, it's the, and, and on the page, you'll see lot, lots of pictures of pieces of dust on the Paranormal Troubleshooters International page. Um, so 
I, I wanted to get a sense of how, how dust moves and it moves in a very characteristic way. So if, if, we're, if we're in a, in a situation where we're, we're filming and we get something which might be uh, looked as an orb, um, you know, it's very, it's, it's better if it's, a, if it's on a webcam as opposed to a still. Um, uh, but um, I can tell by the way it's moving whether it's dust or, or not. The, the other thing is, if there's a still, a lot of people have kind of said, well, it's got to be an orb because I can see a face in it. Well, well no, absolutely what they might not. Want to see. It but, might be what they want to see, yeah. but that, that is an example <clears throat> of a psychological... Power of the term. mind. Yes. yes. Well, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it has, it's, it's called paradoia. So it's, it's a bit like, you know, if, you know, if you're sitting in the bathroom, as you do sometimes, and you look at the floor tiles and you see a face in the floor tiles, you don't say that's a spirit. That's, that's kind of, you're, the, we are wired psychologically to try to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. So if you're seeing an irregular pattern, we are wired to try and make sense of it. And that's what happens when you see an orb, in inverted commas, that's got a face in it. It's, it's, it's more likely to piece of, piece of dust. Bearing in mind, you know, you know paranormal, uh, to actually recall paranormal phenomena is, is incredibly difficult. It takes a lot of energy for these, these phenomena to show up. So they're very, very rare. And, and nine times out of 10, there's never a camera or a webcam pointing direction at this, that, that time. So most of what you see that you might interpret as an orb is actually dust. But then we have had some beautiful but we have had some orbs, orbs as yeah. well. So yes, we do know that they, they are there, they do exist. It's important not to be carried away um, by, you know, seeing so many, because, you know, it's exciting when you get evidence. It's really exciting, but it has to be the right, you know, it has to be correct. It has to be the right thing. So anyone that, for me, I would say it's going to be doing ghost hunts and that. And if you want, if you want the right evidence, you know, make sure that you sit with it, you study it, you feel it, you know, don't just jump because it is, because it's exciting, you know, because you've got to get it right. Got to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. For, for their sake as well as for spirit. Very spend nice. hours watching dust in a camera, and then then you'll tell, then you'll be able to tell how how to spot something that's not dust. Yeah. My my two experiences were orbs were like the polar opposites. One, somebody had filmed his mother, her sister, and everybody at a wedding, and when they were looking it again on the camera, go look, look, there's like a mist surrounding them. Everybody, oh, do you reckon that's her mother? Oh, yeah, I can see a face in there. It does look like their uh, mother. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, he had a fag in his hand when he held that camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for great. You know, I've, I've, there's, um, again, on the Paranormal Troubleshooters International page, there's, there are two pictures I took at a place called Duckett's Grove in Ireland um, of, um, of ectoplasm. Um, and I'm talking about ectoplasm in the, the more general sense of the word, as opposed to you know something out of coming out of a, a, a medium's mouth or ears or whatever. Um, and that, that's one one piece of advice. If you if you if you're taking a picture and something shows up, immediately an identical picture, because if it is if it is paranormal, then it won't appear in two pictures. It, it doesn't you know like like a piece 
a myth will, will appear in every picture you take. If it's a paranormal phenomenon, it will be there, and the next time you pick, take a picture, it won't be there. Yeah, yeah. And we, we have you know, a good friend of ours uh, is a, a professional photographer. You know, and I, I get you know, we get sent loads of photographs saying, well, "What do you think this is?" And uh, a lot of the time, I'll send the picture to a friend, and he, he can come back because there's lot, lots of uh, perfectly logical phenomena to do with cameras um, that people interpret in a paranormal way. Yeah. And, and very often, you find if people are taking pictures, they're now on cam on on cameras on their phone. Um, phone cameras aren't you know. If, if you're doing something working in the paranormal field and you're you're in a dark place um, you need a camera that can operate either down to about three lux or preferably with an infrared source so you can see what's going on a camera in a phone is not built to operate to, oh, yeah but what's inside of the camera is a piece of software which says i can't make sense of what i'm seeing here so what the software does is fill in the gaps and then you look at the picture and you kind of think what on earth is that but it all it is it's the camera trying to make sense of having received insufficient information yeah. to form a, a good picture um and that very often uh, that's that's what happens how interesting do you know what i thoroughly enjoyed this evening absolutely <laughs> um, no really really truly i really have i'm well into that so i, 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 I hope i'll I ask you about a million more things <laughs> i hope i haven't poured a load of cold water on a lot of people's no. aspirations do you know what no you haven't and i'm i'll back anybody up 100 percent when people speak with integrity knowledge and experience yeah you know if somebody doesn't like it then you know, we we don't all have to like what we hear. It's just That's how right. we Absolutely. how we react Absolutely. to it is our responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Thank no, that much. was fascinating. I know lots of people enjoyed it. Got quite a lot of stiff competition on the airways tonight. <laughs> so, uh, but I know people will watch this on the catch up, and there's some fascinating insights there to go back to, and really good understanding. The orbit are brilliant. Um, the geographical location, yeah, I, I really, I, I bought that up because I'm always, I go to different places a lot, I love travelling around, and I notice the places where I go where I really feel, oh, I belong here, I love this, are all on a very hard granite strata, and I thought, all right. ah, interesting. I wonder, I wonder yeah. why that is. Yeah. You know, and I'll go to other places and go, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what we'll have to do, Lauren. If we get a, when we come back to England, um, if we get a, an investigation, I'll, I'll let you know and you can join us. Oh, yes, please. I mean, in, interesting, you, interesting you mentioned it. I mean, granite does emit, um, and various stones emit a very natural form of electromagnetic field. Yeah, and and spirit so, will use like the 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 Earth's national grid. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. There's a hundred more questions now. Anyway, <laughs> bless your hearts. I hope your you uh, ankle gets better very thank quickly. Thank you. It will do. Yeah. For those of and you thank not you aware, thank you for inviting us on. We thoroughly yeah, enjoyed. Thoroughly enjoyed the evening. Listen, I, I'm just blown away by the wonderful people that are just stepping in at this time. You know. Uh, oh. We've had all sorts. We had a lovely guy from California. We've got the 
Dr. Robert is back tomorrow night on his physical oh. mediumship. Uh, okay. Wonderful. Uh, and yourselves from Tenerife, it's just amazing. You know, this, yeah, I'm all, I always say so mindful of why we're here is not a reason to celebrate, yeah. but these uh, advances have just been yeah. made, you know, it's like we've had to make a sea change for things. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Well, I suppose you're off now to the patio, Botlavino. Uh, Keith I, might, I, but I, I think I'm going to have a cup of tea and put my, my, my bad ankle up. It's been a bit warm now, so I probably, you, know, oh. you, didn't, you didn't see five minutes before we went on air, I, I put this shirt on because it's so warm. It's, it's been 34 degrees out there today. But more importantly, oh. it's been about 80% humidity. So yeah, if yeah, my that's... head was being glistening, it's, there's a reason for it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we had a marvellous heat wave, marvellous, only you know, yes, disrupted you by. Uh, but now we're in flaming June. We woke up this morning, it was dark, then it rained, then it thundered, then it got sunny, then it oh, rained again. Gosh. And now it's sort yeah, of like... Can't be bothered. Well, it's got to be better for by the time we get back to England yeah, in July. Yeah, it's got to improve. It's yeah, we'll just improve. bring it with you, all right? Just Absolutely. Send, send out those psychic hooks and that high pressure come with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I'll have a word. And, and, <laughs> and make sure you all socially distance. We don't want to come back to a second wave. <laughs> uh, you, you, yeah, please don't. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I think we're all we're in the same place for that one. I, I'm, I'm going to buy a shelter somewhere in the Purbex, I think, and sit it out yes. for the next few years. Oh, <laughs> God. Anyway, absolute joy having you. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank brilliant. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Pleasure to be here. You thank take you. care. And you. Thank you, everybody, for watching thank tonight. Thank you, everybody. Yes, for thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Bye. Bye now. Bye.